All right. So this is Trucking Business and Beyond, the Rolling Toe Edition. Um, this is what, what's the day's date? It's the 13th of July, 2023. And we're here. Thank goodness it's my Friday. It's uh, no, no, fortunately, it's Thursday. <laughs> Thursday the 13th, which certainly is better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here's me. I'm Kevin. There, there, there's Mike over there, all the way over at the church because he forgot about the show. And we have also got our special guest, Chad Home, uh, up from uh, maybe Phoenix or maybe Kansas City. Honestly, we don't know. Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> all right. Yep. <laughs> we are. We are. We are at the home base of Alignment Solutions in Kansas City. That's good. The home base. So there's a there's a home base, and there's soon to be a not a home base. Well, in the in the future, there the plans are is we're, we're, we we want to try to branch out to another location in uh, mm-hmm. in the Phoenix Arizona area, but that's going to take some time. Right. The, the process has started. My my mobile trailer is down there, but oh, nice. the Kansas City operation is going to stay open. And in order for to do that, there's a young man working in the shop at T and E Services that I partner with. That's actually learning the mechanical aspects of a truck so that he can better serve the alignment industry and understand what he's diagnosing and how the things work. So you you, you can't teach you can't teach him uh, 29 years of experience in six months. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So we're trying to give him a solid foundation at the moment. All right, but all right. So seven months. At about seven months, he should be just fine. So yeah. Let's let's just go. Let's just throw him. Let's throw him right into the fire. <laughs> now, is this somebody that we would know? Uh, well, I've known him for twenty-one years. Twenty-one it's, it's, years. Yeah, it's my own son. That just the kid wouldn't quit hounding me about wanting to come work on semi trucks. He's just he's always had the desire. He's like, Dad, I, I want to do what you do. And at a at a young age, I never allowed my kids to just make that decision when they're too young. I wanted them to experience some other things in life. And my, uh, I, my wife and my son, when he graduated high school was like, well, they, he thought they thought he was just going to go to work for me right out of high school. And I kind of chuckled. I said, no, you're yeah. not. You don't, you need to go and find out what it's like to work for someone else that has expectations so that it's not just dad being a jerk at work. I have expectations. We need to meet those mm-hmm. expectations. So out of high school, he went and did that and, you know, really made a name for himself with the company he was working for. Within the first year, he was a crew leader and five pay raises. Well, that, that says a lot about our younger generation yeah. when they have that kind of character that they can go do that on their own. And then, you know, but it was an, it was an irrigation, which in the Midwest, that can get really seasonal because of weather. And he mm-hmm. just kept on, kept on and kept on showing interest. And I'm like, okay. Show up at the shop when you don't have anything to do. Well, lo and behold, he understood what I was talking about and he grasped it and he was remembering it. And I, I didn't have to teach him the same thing over and over and over again, like I've had to do with some others in the past. We've all seen that. So, uh, he's, he, yes. So he, he's growing really well, but what we refuse to do is, is rush the process because if you don't give the younger generation a good, solid foundation, if you try to rush them too fast, it's our fault that they failed because we didn't we didn't afford them the opportunity to use the tools that we're supposed to give them and, and show them and, and teach them how to learn. So we're not doing that here. So there's, there's there's not a hard date or a big rush on what Alignment Solutions is going to do in Arizona, but it's going to happen someday because hmm. I hate the winters in the Midwest, and I'm not doing it 
for the rest of my life. I've lived in winners in Kansas City. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> we we don't we don't get as much snowfall as you do in Iowa because I've done no. my fair share of scooping driveways in Iowa when I was up there for training in the winter. Mm-hmm. We were I was running the mobile service up there for a while when I was a young man. I remember scooping snow like sometimes every day or every other day of the week. But we don't have that in Kansas City. You're right. But what right. we do have is high humidity and wind and really brutal temperatures in Kansas City, and I don't like it. All right. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. I'm just I'm okay. just uh, training a new uh, gentleman there in Two uh, Falls who, who I believe would uh, agree with you on the idea that winter is terrible, but much, much worse, just a few hours north. I agree with him. I was born I was born in I was born in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I tell everybody mm. that I was mis, I was misinformed at birth because yeah. I was born in the middle of June in South Dakota where it's hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So I I'm familiar with the South Dakota winters. They they're far worse, but nonetheless, um Arizona is very appealing to me the older I get. So yeah. but as far as what's going old on in Kansas City, yeah, old man Chad, you can call me old. Come work with me. <laughs> the the young the young guys just around here still look at me and shake their head. So I haven't lost it yet. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, there's a but enough about Arizona and me. There's some exciting stuff going on with myself and T and E services here in Kansas City. Cool. We are we are we are moving into our new facility. And we have a hard opening date of August first, about okay. eight miles north of about eight miles north of where we're at now. Um, instead of having cramped parking and difficulty getting around, it's uh, you know we sit on six acres here now, where we've been. You know, T and E's been here for twenty three years. And I've been over here with them for seven. T and E made the commitment and went and purchased twenty nine acres. And then there was some existing buildings on the property. One of them just happened to be an auto, you know, we do, they do light duty stuff at T&E as well as heavy duty. So they yeah. built a big new facility attached to one of the light duty sides, six bays wide, 60 feet deep. And, you know, we've got a tremendous amount of trailer parking and access to the property and still the, the same great service that we've provided to everyone for years. So we're, we're making sure we get the news out to everybody that we, we are moving into a new facility. You can find it all over Facebook, what the address is. Um, the address is okay. I, I got to take a call. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. Yeah. He's, so, uh, he's, you know, he's got to talk to the same guy I just trained. I know he's still calling. <clears throat> anyway. I'm all too I'm all too familiar with that. I've been burning uh, burning Mike's phone number up in years for for mm. 29 years. I mean, not as often right. as I used to, but we still talk. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. So just uh, so everybody knows, yeah, that was Mike leaving the podcast so he could take a tech call because that's got to be done. That's all the right. kind of service that you you guys have always provided. That service I have. I can remember when I was first starting my business, and you know, I didn't take any days off, and I might be working on a truck on Sunday afternoon, have something that I wanted a second opinion on, or it was stumping me. Mm-hmm. And I could always count on one of you answering the phone and we could talk it through and solve the problem. Right. Um, that 
tech line for anybody who's interested in getting into alignment or expanding their alignment knowledge is priceless. Absolutely right. priceless. All right. Now, I, there have been times. Now, it's free, by the way. We don't actually charge for the, for, the, for the tech line. There have been times when neither one of us actually was available and we had to leave a message. Sometimes some things don't go the way it's supposed to. I'm going to say less than once a month. You know what my experience All right. And, and by the way, the, uh, the new facility there, what's that? There has been Say times in the past where I've had to leave a message, but I always got a return phone call. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then, and then your, yep. your new T&E location, that's on the north side of Kansas City. Is that right? It is. It's up off the uh, northern part of the loop of 435, um, a little closer to Liberty, which is basically a suburb of Kansas okay. City, Missouri. We're not right in the heart of the city, so it's it's pretty easy access. You come in off of uh, Interstate and Highway, so yeah. Yeah. we have a we have so a nice. So the winters could be worse. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, the winters could be worse at the at the new location. Yes, yeah. eight, it only takes eight <laughs> miles to change the condition of the weather in the Midwest. For anybody who's ever been here, <laughs> it it's within eight literally. miles, it can. Oh, yeah, it can change. You know. It can change from from one inch of snow and ice to six inches of snow within an eight mile stretch. So, yes, it can. It works. Yeah, no, it on a hilltop. It, yes, it will. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, that'll pick just up. Wait five weather. You know, if you don't watch the weather in the Midwest, just wait five minutes. It'll change. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, this is very very exciting. I'm uh, I'm thrilled for the changes that are taking place at Alignment Solutions and. And the time that you've taken to, to, to talk with us. Are you staying for the show? I can. Absolutely. As my co-host, because Mike's gone for some reason. Hey, <laughs> you and I have had to hold the reins on more than one occasion just to, to make sure that the, <laughs> you know, the floor doesn't fall through while Mike's away. We have, we have proven ourselves worthy of being successful that we won't burn the place down. So um, I can stay for a little while. Right. I've, got a, I've got a truck showing up here in the next... 15, 20 minutes, but I can definitely stay for a while. Okay. Okay. Well, as long as you want, you can. I got a, a caller that has uh, been waiting for a few minutes. And Let's get him if on. anybody else wanted to call, they, they could call the number 855-950-3835, and we'll answer their questions on uh, weather, uh, Phoenix versus the Midwest, Chrome, uh, some marriage canceling. Uh, vibrations, if we have to, uh, tire wear, handling, and, and other alignment-related matters also. Uh, so, so we got one call here from, uh, it looks like Dave Collins. I'm not really sure exactly. There seems to be some curse words involved. Hello, Dave. Hello there, sir. Howdy. Hello. Hello there. Hey, can you hear me now? All right. I can hear you now. Um, just put a new set of right, here in front of my... I just put a new set of steers in the front of my 379 a month ago, and I was doing a grease job last week, and I found a loose wheel bearing on the driver's side front wheel. Took care of that and uh, went around the passenger side, and I've got a little, like, half-inch wide wear ring on the inside of my new steer. Is that caused by that loose wheel bearing? Not likely. The bearings are usually on the outside edge is where the, where the wear shows up. It could telescope across, but it's really rare. Um, I would be looking for some other cause for that. Um, okay. Now you say it's just a quarter of an inch. That's the, the is that wearing the decoupler? 
It's about a half inch wide ring. Uh, these do tires are Hercules uh, steer tires. They're more of a regional oh. tire, not a over the road tire. Um, I just run I see. around about I see. So that's, miles a day. So. Well, that's the okay. Unless you're doing a lot of turning, six hundred miles a day still isn't regional. I mean, if you spend most of your time on the highway, go 600 miles or 300 miles away and 300 miles back, that's not really regional. If you drive 20 miles turn, 20 miles turn, 20 miles turn, then you've got a regional application. Uh, yeah. What I think you're seeing is that uh, this solid shoulder tire, the, the, the last one quarter of an inch of the, of the rubber is unsupported by the steel belt. So uh-huh. when you run that kind of tire, in a highway operation, you the where the decoupler would be, you see some more rapid wear. Okay. As long as it doesn't consume the rib, you're fine. I, I've checked uh, my kingpins and all that. Everything checked out good, fine. My MD lineman is at least yeah. two years old on this truck, so I was wondering if uh, how long should you really it's, go with an alignment before you get it redone? I wouldn't worry about the time. I, I would worry about feathering. If you run your hand toward and away from the frame and you can feel either edge of the rib sharper than the other, it's time to talk about alignment on either tire. It doesn't have to be both. It doesn't have to be the same way. If there's any feathering on either of the steer tires, you really want to go ahead and look at an alignment. Okay. That's good to know. Hey. Uh, John up John up yep. in Indianapolis did my uh, MD alignment up there. Yeah. Good, good. John Roll, he's a great guy. Been doing yes. some great work. Yes, he is. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dave. This Fantastic. is uh, this is Chad with alignment with alignment solutions out of Kansas City. There's there's one yeah. more component I want you to check on the front end of that truck. Okay. Um, I, the the side that the tire has the wear on it. I want you to jack it up, and I want you to take a pair of channel locks and squeeze the tie rod in. If the okay. if the tire moves, if the tire moves left and right when you squeeze the tie rod in. And you can see the tie rod end moving up and down more than a sixteenth of an inch. You've got a bad, you've got a bad tie rod end. It doesn't okay. sound like that's necessarily the case. It does sound like you're you're suffering from the regional tire wear issue. But just to make sure that you don't leave one stone unturned, get the tension off of that tie rod end. You have to jack it up. You cannot do it on the ground. Just the one side oh, yeah. and squeeze it with a big pair of channel locks. And that way you've checked the wheel bearing, the kingpin, and the tie rod end. Those are the three things. That's exactly how I do my front end grease jobs. I always jack them up off the ground. Just make it a habit to start squeezing your tie rod ends while you have it off the ground. I sure will. I've found some that you can shake side to side, and they don't necessarily move, but you squeeze them with a pair of channel locks, and the tire hops all over the place. Okay. That's good to know. I appreciate that. Yep. They can be bad in more than one direction. They can be bad up and down or side to side. Yep. That is definitely some good information. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, you, let's see. Thank you. Thanks for calling in, Dave. All right. All right. So that's uh, that's one down, and it looks like oh, there's Mike. Hold on. Mike was one of the two callers. Come on, pick it up. <laughs> I'm here. And this is Kevin with MD Alignment. Who's this? This is Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sporting All right. today? All right, so now we got the is, whole. Is this, Mike and, is this Mike and Chrome edition or just Mike? And this is just Mike. I'm not in the office, so it's not the Chrome edition. Okay, well, we'll we'll do our best with it. We'll make do. Yeah. All right. The fellow that 
Kevin was training earlier this week up in Sioux Falls and called in, called me on a tech question. He's aligning a Winnebago. Right. Oh. Yeah, I got cut off to start the podcast. Yep. Yep. So he's having fun. Yep. See, yeah. promise you he's having All fun. right. And we do have one other caller here. I think his name is Brad. So we'll pick up Brad and see what he's got going on. Hello, Brad. Good morning, gentlemen. I have morning. about 250,000 miles on my drive tires. And on the left front inside dual, it would be the second rib from the frame. It's starting in an irregular wear pattern. Hmm. Yep. Right. Is uh, that a Michelin? What, what model tire? Michelin X-Line Energy D. Yep. Okay. When, when the wheel bearing is a little bit loose or when the axle is flexing, Michelins tend to cup the second rib instead of the shoulder. Okay. So that wear says either we've got a little bit of flex or a little bit of a loose wheel bearing. And with 250,000 miles, it could have been such minor flex that it didn't show up for all this time and it may not be worth fixing. But I would jack it up and check the wheel bearing in that spot. And if it's okay, then I'd just forget about it. Okay. Uh, with the dual scenario, you jack it up and put a bar underneath to check the wheel bearing? Yeah, but you have to put a fulcrum down to pry against so you're popping straight up on the tire. Okay. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Don't forget to release the brakes. Don't forget to release the brakes when you check it. Yeah, we can. Oh. I got to do a brake job on the back axle anyway this weekend. So, Chad, you just spoiled all my son. I wanted to see him find a loose wheel bearing with the brakes on. Oh, come on. <laughs> I've, I've, we've played that trick on some guys in the shop. Go get, go get me the board stretcher. Get me the board stretcher. It's the same thing. <laughs> All right. All right, Brad. Thank you for the call. Anything else? Oh, shoot. I had some nope. I thought, okay. but now I forgot. Oh. If I, I don't know where you guys are. There you go, buddy. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you. And remember, everybody, if you have a question that you need answered and it's not during the podcast, you could wait for the podcast or you can call us at 515-967-5626. That's the tech line. You find it in the book. You find it on our equipment. You find it everywhere. That's the tech line that you can call for questions outside of the uh, our podcast. All right. Or you can go to our website and go to the contact form and email it. You can do that, too. You can, you can catch us on Facebook too, but, uh, we do get, we are older than we used to be. And we do get confused on too many different forms of communication, whatever works for you, give it a, give us a shout, but, uh, the phone works great. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, now it's just down to us three amigos again. Uh, mm-hmm. and we don't have any callers, but if anybody did have any more, uh, we got about a half hour left here. So if anybody has even a very long question about what are our, what are our topics here, alignment, tire wear, handling, uh, the, the well, chrome. Well, well, well if, if we've got a little time here, I think we ought to talk mm-hmm. to Chad a little bit about what we found about those new Alcoa rims. New Alcoa rims, man. Alcoa has been a really, really solid company for a lot, a lot of years. And they've but been a long can make little problem. Minor problem. Yeah. Teeny tiny. They, they modified their aluminum rim to put a groove around the edge of the lip 
to hold the hubcaps that people are putting on, like the flow belows, so that they could clip right on the rim instead of having to use a bracket because the brackets were breaking. The problem is it right. appears. So the the go ahead. Go ahead, Okay, this is on the bell side. This is on the empty side, so it fits on a driver or a trailer. Correct. It's only one one lip Correct. of the rim got That's modified. Yeah, and it appears <laughs> we've had ten rims break in one place. Go ahead, Chad. Well, I actually have some of those rims that I could physically put my hands on here in the tire shop, and uh, it's not just a small recess that they cut into that lip. It's a it's a significant enough amount of material that they moved from that lip that you can actually stick your fingers in that lip, have a ledge on it, and pick the rim up. So when you compare it to the original design to what they did to modify it for the hub, hub cap, it's very significant. There's a lot of material missing on that lip. And that lip is breaking off. We've had 10 ribs fail in one fleet that we know of. We don't know how many other sailors have been around the country. And it's in large right. sections. It's not just small little chips. There's the sections no, of the picture. Yeah, six, eight inches. I think I saw, I think, yeah, I think we saw some that were in excess of, a, you know, around a foot. Um, yes. Yeah. In the, in the severe cases, it's, and, uh, and it's trashing the steer tire when it does it. Yeah, and the point is. Only the steer tire. This isn't even happening on drive tires. Yeah, it doesn't happen on the drive position because they're only carrying about 4,000 pounds of weight per tire. But when you put them on the steer axle and they're carrying 6,000 and 6,600 pounds of weight, that's when they're starting to crack mm -hmm. off, apparently. Right, right. It's, it's definitely. Right. The drive tire never sits up on its edge of the turn. Yep. Go ahead, Chad. Yep. It's, it's location specific for sure. Everybody needs to know that it is definitely a safety issue that so far on the steer axle alone, we haven't seen anything on a drive yet, which makes sense because of the weight distribution. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's well, a, we have a video of uh, the, the reaction inside the cab where it's just uh, shaken violently and uh, it's the cause is simply is chipped. This chips off of the rim that is causing the, the the wheel to deform so badly that it's shaking the whole cap. So it's not it's yeah, not it's, something that you're going to miss. Yeah, it's when, not only out of balance. Yep. Yeah. I know that the fleet <laughs> has complained to Freightliner, which provided the truck with these rims, and I know Freightliner is talking to Alcoa about it. And I don't know what they're doing at this point. We haven't got any further information so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now has I, this I know, does everybody know, has this only happened on Freightliners? The, the only fleet yeah. that I've seen is this particular fleet. Right. That's the only one we've heard about. Right. Okay. So we have... Very, very interesting. All right. Now, we have another caller for this, for this uh, three-way conversation. We've got a... Somebody named Harold would like to, to ask us a question about a vibration. Go ahead, Harold. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much for your information. I heard you talking about that rim last week. And, uh, and then when I was there with Chad on Wednesday, when he made short work of fixing my truck, he showed me that, and it made a whole lot more sense feeling that uh, tiny little, uh, yeah, just not enough metal on the edge there. 
I could see where that mm-hmm. would be a tremendous problem on the steers. But I have a question for you guys. Uh, last, the day before I went to Chad, I did some trailer wheel swapping on my uh, on my uh, trailer. I had some that were wearing a little bit funny because I had done, gone to Iowa Park and Trailer and had the angle iron put on, but I should have changed my shocks. And I had one shock in particular that was not working at all. So I ended up with some weird wear on the inside, and I was getting one side looked pretty good and the other side was totally flat. But when I was partially loaded, I would get a vibration between about 45 and 60. Is it possible that that flat spot on the trailer could be, and it was in the seat, not in the steering wheel. Is it possible that that flat spot on the trailer could be transferring enough or bad energy up to the truck to make it vibrate like that? Oh, (laughs) Uh, oh, does I that make sense? So he can't answer. I was going to let him <laughs> answer, but no. The, the answer is basically no. No, it couldn't. Tra- um, it couldn't transfer no. when the back end of the trailer was light up to the truck because when it was loaded, no, because the, the it would it wouldn't. I didn't feel it. No, but well, typically you will feel nothing from the trailer. Uh, not only, not only is the, the one steer tire, even if it's, even if it's a Flintstone looking, uh, uh, hexagon, uh, if the, the air ride system of the trailer dampens enough energy up to the trailer itself that, uh, even the load doesn't feel it. But, but more importantly, you're, you're, when you're on the fifth wheel plate, you're, you're still dancing, uh, on a, on a little point on the back of your, of your truck body. It's almost nothing that could happen in the trailer. Even dating back to the days of, uh, all spring ride would actually transfer to the truck. So if you're feeling something when you're empty instead of loaded, it's something that's happening in your truck. Put new shocks on it. Um, yeah. I don't know what else it could be. Uh, I, you know, the the drive tires are steer takeoffs after 50,000 miles. So, and they're, they're not wearing oddly at all. There's no, they're worrying about as even as you could get. But hey, I know. So let's, uh, let's, uh, yeah, go ahead, Chad. Go ahead, Chad. Um, so I have had a few trucks in the past and I never like throwing parts at a truck because it's not a good solution, but there's a leveling valve for your rear suspension on your truck. And yeah. it has a shaft. It has a shaft that comes out of it and some linkage pieces. And yeah. sometimes the grommets in the linkage can get a little bit of wear or the shaft on the leveling valve can start moving up and down side to side. So it's it's slow reacting. It's not, or it's not positive reacting. It's not necessarily setting or correcting the ride height like it's supposed to when the valve is in good shape. And it's a shot in the dark, but I, I have had some trucks and guys have called me with a situation very similar to yours, and the leveling valve had was was old, um, hadn't been replaced in quite some time. It's not a bad maintenance practice to go ahead and replace a suspension leveling valve before it fails. You're doing it ahead of time and freshening it up, and that has cured the issue. Is that 100% Fail proof? Absolutely not. Possibility? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not terribly I'm, expensive. Is it? No, I'm it's extremely not. familiar with the grommets and and that whole thing because a lot of times I've had some of those break and then I've had to zip tie it up to get me where I needed to be. But okay, good. 
Well, I will check that out. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Chad. Yeah, appreciate all your help, Wait, guys. No, don't drop, Chad. Thank hey, you. Harold, for calling in. It was a pleasure having you in the shop the other day, Harold. It's nice to have gentlemen uh, with you that show up. Pleasure to work with you. Uh, totally, totally my <laughs> pleasure. And and uh, your 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 sentiments about keeping us on the road when you were talking to Kevin is something that I rarely hear out here from the mechanical side of this industry, and that is so yeah. important. And it's just ignored everywhere, ninety nine percent of the time. So to hear you say that was. Very refreshing, and I appreciate it. it thank you. It's pri- it's priority number one in our facility. We don't we won't let go of it. So thanks for bringing it up. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for sneaking me in. Right. Hey, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> right. anytime. Oops, I dropped him. Oops. Yep, I hit the drop button, and it takes a second for it to happen. But uh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So so let's expand on that real quick. What was that he was talking about there? that uh, is priority number one at uh, T&E? We minimize your lost revenue at all costs. If we have to stay a little bit late to get you on the road and you don't have to lose another day and wait for us to come back in the next day, or uh, we do everything that we can to be as efficient as possible, but as far as keeping parts on the shelf, being equipped to be very quick and efficient at the repair work, you know, not having to struggle and do more than what's necessary to do a simple job. So you're, right. it's important to us that you're not losing revenue as a truck operator, that we can do something to help you avoid that. We want you back on the road. We want you to leave here and go, exactly. that was great. I showed up. They did what they said they were going to do when they said they were going to do it. And I'm back on the road and I'm not sitting in the shop for two or three days. It's not necessary in most cases for what we specialize in. Right. You won't, what you won't. Right. You're not tearing down engines. No, we're not tearing down engines. We're not rebuilding transmissions. When when you call T&E services or alignment solutions, what you're you're not going to get is, well, it'll be two weeks before we can get you in. It'll be a month. You know, we're 30 days backlogged. It's typically both of us like to have one to three days notice. And in some cases, depending on what's going on with the workload, or we sometimes we can get you in the same day, depending upon what you actually need. So don't, don't hesitate to pick up the phone. Don't, don't assume that we're one of those shops that's too busy for you because we try we try to make it happen. Whatever we can do to, to be efficient for you and get you back on the road. That's a big priority here. And we, in, in the group team meetings, we, you know, it's talked about constantly. That is something that we just, we don't let go of. So that 29 acres that you're going to be on, that's not going to be filled with trucks waiting to get in the. No, no, no. We, 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 we understand what we can do and what we can't do out of the six bays that we have. So those are intended to be rolled through per day. We have, instead of it being so tight to get into our facility like it is right now, it's going to be much simpler and not such a, not at times it's a little bit of a hassle to drop a trailer on our lot. We always make it work in the new facility. um, That's not going to be the issue. Plenty of room, um, much nicer driver amenities. If you want to go outside and look across the hilltop at the 300 head of elk at the elk farm next door, you can do that. Um, (laughs) It's, 
a little bit more of a country setting just on the just the out, outer skirts of the city. Um, but it's a phenomenal place. We're, we're really excited about it. Very, very interesting. Elk farm, eh? Yeah, there's an elk farm. You need to be next to an elk farm. You need to. Yeah. Go ahead. We, we are, we are next to an elk farm and apparently the guy that owns the herd harvests the antlers off the bulls when they shed, they, you know, deer and elk shed their antlers once a year and he uses them for supplement medical field of some sort don't really know all the details but it's it's pretty cool standing on a hilltop in missouri where you know elk just don't really exist here in a lot of places and you're looking at 300 head of elk it's wow pretty pretty cool animal right Right. they um they're noisy or I shouldn't say noisy. The, the the sound of an elk can be heard from many miles away, which made it easy to hunt them. Um, so yeah, they were they're kind of cleaned out of this area quite a while back. It, it makes them easy to to hear them, but if you go in them, to, yeah. to hunt them in their in their natural environment, I promise you, it's not easy. Difficult. Not as easy. No, no, no. But yeah, you don't hear them anymore them. because they're gone. Not in the Midwest. That's that's correct. There's right. there's lots of states doing stuff to rejuvenate that through their wildlife uh, yeah. management program. But anyways, we're we're fortunate to have an elk farm. An elk farm right there. Great. Yeah. You need to build a up on the hill. You got to have a little picnic area. <laughs> right. A little pathway. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. We have one more call here, Mike. I guess is the name, and I'm not sure. You know, the thing the thing with this uh, auto screen is he'll say a word, they'll say a word, and he has really no idea what they're saying. It interprets it as whatever it wants, and I have no idea what he really wanted. All right, Mike, well, what you got? Out. I wanted to know if Chad's going to have a restaurant out there because you're in the goddamn country, and there's no place for the driver to go get something to eat. Well, that's the other Chris Mike. told me that the, that <laughs> there, there there is grills and there is smokers and you know food could happen, but is it a guarantee every day? No. If you happen to have your own stuff in the truck <laughs> that you brought with you because you're you're well stocked in the fridge, you're like, man, I'd really like to grill my steak, but my my portable grill is out of propane. We could probably fix you right up. We could hunt an elk. Well, I think the landowner <laughs> might get a little bit pissed How off. You like that, might be the most, that might be the most expensive elk steak you've ever had in your life, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it just depends on what you like. All right, Mike uh, Freeman, maybe. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, uh, All about, right. Uh, Centromatic balancers, they, they no longer make them to fit my trailer. Is there another company that makes anything similar to that? I mean, I know about the bee. True, but the uh, the okay. balance master. Balance master. Out of oh, California. Okay. 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 What size of tire and wheel are we uh, talking about, Mike? It's uh, it's a seventeen and a half inch eight lug. Uh, I mean, it's a tractor trailer. I don't I know. I've had them on here since twenty fifteen, but I'm, one of them broke, and yeah, I've just been trying to get it replaced, and finally found out they just discontinued it. Apparently, I was on one by them. But it's, it's well, yeah, a, you know, I, I it's, it's a normal 17 and a half, uh, you know, trailers, but it don't make it anymore. Mm-hmm. 
a balance matter. Now, if, okay. if, if balance, if balance method cannot accommodate, then I guess the, the alternative is to go to basically counteract or equal. Yeah, I yeah. tried that. I just, I didn't. I just had problems with the valve stem. The seemed like the beat got stuck. Okay. When I tried well, it. look up balance. What you mean? I had two on the internet. Balance. Okay, that's yeah. what I needed. Appreciate your help. All righty, buddy. Yeah. No problem. Thanks for calling. All right. So I guess we got, uh, what, what more can we tell you about for the next 10 minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready. I got, I got, a, um, I got, uh, some, some feet, some, uh, some follow up on a trend that we've seen for a long time. And the, the bad news is, well, it's actually good news for us that choose to do it right. The people are still paying for alignment and, and not receiving an alignment. I had a, I had a T680 come in from Wisconsin yesterday. Gentleman dropped the truck off at the local TA for an alignment that took them day, day and a half. The uh, mm-hmm. the advertised price was $225 for an alignment. He walked out of there after all the adjustments and the shim and the additional charges of being $500, which is more than double what he was quoted. He comes in yesterday. I jack up the, uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's, more than double of what he was quoted. That shouldn't ever happen. The bad news for him is the kingpins were shot, and every bushing <laughs> on the rear suspension, the, 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 it was a Packard Low Air is what I call it, or it's an AG400L in the Packard mm-hmm. family. Well, it mm-hmm. carries the same bushing as the corporate air on the Navistars and the same bushing as the airliner has forever. And as we all three know, that that yeah. bushing wears on the bottom side where the pin bottoms out to the metal case, and there's no more rubber left. So that mm-hmm. axle is moving yeah. as you're driving. It never stays in the same spot. Not one of them were good, and both torque rods were spitting the bushings out. And the guy's just looking mm-hmm. at me and like, what? why did I pay for an alignment? Well, because you walked in there and said, I want an alignment, and the guy that's standing there gets paid to do alignments. He doesn't care about the mechanical condition of your truck. And he doesn't get like, paid. So you're not going to do anything. Line. He's like, so you're not going to do anything to my <laughs> truck today, are you? And I said, no. I founded my business on. I'm willing to go home and eat ramen noodles if your truck's not alignable, but I will not sell you an alignment on a truck that won't hold an alignment. I'm not here to take your money. And I feel like mm-hmm. the majority right. of the people in the MD alignment family are feel the same way. That's not yep. the foundation of what we do. We fix trucks. That's one of the first things you taught me as a young man, Mike. Is we're not just here to align your truck we're here to solve your problem and it might be mechanical and it might be alignment let's look at the truck mm-hmm. right. we, we've yep. always kind All of right. been the foundation is, Good. do it right the first time yeah that makes sense yeah dirt foot yeah What's the other thing the, the other saying is that why is there never time to do it right but there's always time to do it over <laughs> All right. I've I got, got one here. Got a question about new tires and aligning an old truck. So hold on just okay. one second for Luke. Hello, hey, Luke. Good, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I had a buddy of mine the other day after I put some new steer tires on my truck, and he told me that you should always align your truck when you put steer tires on. 
I've had an MD alignment uh, done by Lancaster Truck Repair in Pennsylvania, and I love the way it drives. And he's trying to tell me that I should always get an alignment after putting new tires on. I'm wondering, is that true, or is he full of it? Somebody's full of it. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> That's what I told him. <laughs> if the last set of tires <laughs> wore out his mileage, and if the truck is handling right, leave it alone. That's what I told him. I said, all we I'm doing do is putting new tires on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, that just reinforces that what I thought I've heard you guys say in the past, and I just wanted to double check. You got it, buddy. All right. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I guess yeah, that'll uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you and know. Uh, so I I tell my guys if you know if you got good life out of the set of steer tires, you're going to make an investment in a new set of steer tires. It's not a bad idea to swing by and at least get a mechanical inspection and make sure that we don't have something that's going to end up causing a problem. But by and large, if there's no smoke, there's no fire. So, but yeah, right. the, so the other side of that is, is I'll tell them. If you notice, at the moment that you notice that the truck's not driving correctly, the truck is telling you something's wrong, that's when you need to come see us. Don't wait. It, yeah, if it develops not- the right pull or a shimmy in the steering wheel, in the steering wheel, I didn't say anything about in the seat in the seat, mm-hmm. develop one of those two problems, then get a hold of one of us. But don't over... There's no, I got some people that are like, well, I need to come in and get this looked at every six months. I'm like, no, you're... That, that's when you go to the TA and the, the random shops that are just throwing it on a computer. You have to go back every six months because it was never in the right. new time. Yeah. We're covering the alignment up. Yeah. And if you're not yeah. feeling your steer tires for feathered where at least once a week, you're, you're really not helping yourself at all. Yeah. So yeah. That, I try that's to teach everybody no operating the truck in my shop how to feel that feathered wear because they're not, they're not always sure. Even even though you do a great job of ex- explaining it on your podcast, sometimes you you've got people they want a physical demonstration. Yep. Until they see the put their hand on it and actually feel it, they don't understand what we're talking about. Yeah, this is very yep. true. A lot of them still want to rub their hand around the tire instead of towards the frame and back out towards the wheel. And no, let me right. show you the proper technique yeah. that that we're talking about. They're like, oh, I can feel that. Yeah, that's what that's what you don't want to feel. We. That's, yep. that's a, you can't see it with your naked eyes. And they're right. like, oh, my tires are right. great. Well, I don't care how they look. How do they feel? Mm-hmm. I'll put some hands on them. Yep. <laughs> if, if you can okay, see it with your naked eyes. Yeah. I Just got a like caller here with some feedback on a previous call. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, feedback on a previous call from Craig. Hello, Craig. Hey, hey guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, real quick, on a trailer that has a flat tire and uh, yeah you can definitely feel that in the cab it's not it's crazy something hard noticing but you know after a while i'll think something's wrong with my truck and i'll get in the trailer and i'll see oh it's that trailer that i know that has a couple flat spots on tires so then i'll know Mm -hmm. that trailer has some flat spots and i you know disregard that that vibration but anyway the reason i'm calling is uh, i called about a month ago and i had this uh, 2016 western star and i was having a rough real rough ride and uh yeah i did i did put new shocks on it something we talked about and i went with those monroe gas shocks and uh, it made a heck of a difference big big difference good yeah, so, good. Uh, i just wanted to give you some feedback on that and and 
the shocks they took off were a sack brand. I guess that's mm-hmm. what Western Star puts on. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody's got them, I get them things off because they're just beat you to death. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad you got all right. Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Stay here. All righty, buddy. You have a good day. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, and we do have one more caller as we're rounding up to one o'clock. Uh, this is Dave. Hello, Dave. Dave's not here. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, How are you? We're good. Say, I've got a 2013. Hey, how you doing? Chad, how's your boat? I don't have a boat, Dave. You know I don't have a damn boat. You know I don't have a Harley. You know I don't have an RV. I don't have a gum Iron Maiden cab over. It's all the toys the guys like to keep around the shop. Well, I hear you. I just like to give you some stuff about that. Hey, listen, guys, I'm going to new rear end, new rear end housing in my in my Freightliner Columbia here in a couple of weeks. I found a used one. I got it all sandblasted, painted up, ready to go. Just the housing is rusted the hell on it. Now, uh, what should I be looking at for actual bushings on that thing? I'm, I'm probably going to replace the airbags, the shocks, everything while I got it apart. I'm also going to take out the clusters and have them gone through while it's up in the air. Jerry Woodland put them natural bushings on that bar that attaches from the rear end to the frame. I don't know what that bar is called. Yeah, it's torque rod. Torque rod. Torque rod. Should I be replacing all of those bushings also, even though I don't have any, haven't had a problem with those on the torque uh, torque rod? No, I wouldn't replace the bushings. I would just weld it all solid, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who needs what, bushings? Where, well, wouldn't that melt that damn atro bushing? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, we, you need a polyurethane welder, Dave, not an arc welder. Let's, come on, get with the time. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. There's another expense. So, I caught Chad mentioned something about a bushing under the bottom of the bushing or uh, bottoming out on the airliner. Uh, I'm just, I, you know, I'm not from, not familiar. Just give me, give me an idea of what I should be replacing under. Nothing. Hello. Nothing. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. No. If if the bushings aren't clapped out, then leave them in there. You have the you have good components, and they have a secondary core inside. On an atro, you'll see it weep a little bit around the pin. There's two more cores inside of it that are holding the center of it intact, not allowing that movement to happen like happens on a rubber bushing. Okay. Uh, okay. The two things you need to look out for when you're, especially when you're putting in a used axle housing, is uh-huh. first thing that needs to happen is, is you need to have the toe checked on that axle housing because I've seen several used axle housings that are actually bent. The, oh, really? And then yeah. the second thing is, is that don't want to waste any time either getting to Jerry, getting up to uh, Jim in Michigan, or down to me. You need a three-axis uh-huh. alignment after replacing the housing immediately. Yeah, absolutely. That was the plan. It's just that uh, so before I even install this housing that I bought, uh, I need to check the toe on that. Yes. And, and Does I, it have tire coils on it, Dave? Don't install them. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. What did you say? Does the axle have tires and wheels on it, or is it a bare housing? Well, it, it, it was a bare housing that had the hubs and the brakes and the hub, uh, 
and, and all of that shit on it. That's all off of it. Now my guy stripped that all down and took, uh, you know, we I had it sandblasted and painted. Mike, is there a way he can check the toe on that with straight edges and tape measures without tires and wheels? If he could put a straight edge across the brake spider like it would be on the tire uh-huh. and aim it forward aft and measure across there front and back to make sure that they're parallel to each other at the brake spider, then you okay. okay. So they, they need to be square, in other words? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're going you're gonna to form a box around it. And, right, uh, I get across you. Across the axle. I'm visualizing that. Okay. I, I'm visualizing that. Okay, real good. Uh, and then I just leave the Astros in there alone because I probably don't yeah, need them. Yeah, leave it alone. Yeah. And then uh, for the alignment. But they should be fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good enough. Uh, and I'll be coming down to see you there sometime in August, Dan. <laughs> That's fine. And if, you know, if we look at it and at that point we decide that it is time for another set of Astros, then we'll deal with it then. But Okay. What you're doing, there's no reason to go ahead and change bushings. You're probably changing parts that don't need attention. That works for me. I mean, I'm going to put replace airbags just because it, you know, <laughs> no labor, no labor cost. So you're already there. All, All right, right. Dave, uh, when when you go down to visit Chad Nogas, take him a motorcycle. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I could probably take him one, but he'd have to keep it in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Dave, no, we're getting a new garage. When you come see me, it won't be in the same location. No, I didn't. I didn't catch the the, uh, location, but I'm sure I will. But, you know, there's going to be probably a couple hundred thousand motorcycles in Milwaukee this weekend for the 120th anniversary celebration. So I'm sure I could probably Uh find you one. There you go. There you go. That's what I was talking about. Make sure it has a sidecar. Well, yeah. funny you should say that because I'm looking for an, uh, an original Harley sidecar myself, and them things are hard to come by anymore. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for the info, guys. Appreciate it. I appreciate what you do out here. Yep. Right. Thank you. Thanks for calling. All right. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's pretty much the show. This has been great. Good talking to you again, Chad. Uh, call in any time. I, I don't know what your plans are for uh, podcasts or anything like that in the future either, but uh, great having you around. Um, Mike, get back to cleaning floors or whatever you're doing there at the church. And we will talk. There you go. All right. Excellent. Love having you around. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you all. Uh, yeah. Any you, thanks for being here. All right. All right, gentlemen, I'm going to go work on some time. All right, we're in the show. Bye. All right, have fun. Bye.